the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me again with Season Watch. And so let's start with prayer. Um, Jesus, I'm praying for me right now because I'm about to go to uh, the coronation and with a whole bunch of other Christians. And of course, as we um, air this, uh, it's already happened. And I just pray for your provision, God, not only for us, but for those around the world that want to walk with you, that want to plant seeds for the gospel, Lord, that want to bring many into your kingdom. And I just pray you watch over us and guard over us that we can be fruitful for you. We just trust you with all our concerns and needs. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, hi, friends. It's, I just wanted to remind you the offer that I gave you last week of a free bumper sticker, if you're interested. It says, you can change the laws, but you can't change the truth. And then it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus. And so if you'd like to order the Truth Bumper sticker, send a self-addressed stamped envelope to the station here. So Wendy Scott or Season Watch, care of, uh, care of KPRZ, and then that address is 9255 Town Center Drive. It's spelled kind of funny, so look it up. <laughs> Suite 535, San Diego, California, 92121. You can get that on the website. You can also go uh, to my own website, Wendy's Words, uh, mywordsforhim.com, and you can see what the bumper sticker looks like. But just let me know. Give me a note, and if you want one or two, I'll give you up to two. And I'm happy to send those out to you and just spread the word about the truth. So no charge on that. And then of course, remember you can go to Season Watch page. You can click on the links there, get to my website or email me, whatever you'd like to do. And of course, I have a Rumble channel where you can rehear the podcast or on uh, Season Watch page on kprz.com. So anyway, so uh, please let me know if you like that and uh, keep us in prayer today, Saturday, uh, the 6th. Hundreds of believers, as I said last week, are converging on London for King Charles's coronation. <laughs> We're passing out tracks. They're uh, million-pound tracks uh, to spread the gospel, and it's going to be kind of cool. So pray for us. Uh, You know, the enemy isn't going to be appreciating people all over the world coming there, hearing the gospel, and taking it back home. So even though the festivities are over, as you hear of this, uh, we're still out there spreading the the word, and we're praying for those seeds to stay, to grow, that there's a great harvest, that they return to their countries. Everybody goes to their own place and takes the gospel with them, because we want a great harvest for the king before he comes back, right? Because we know Jesus is the king. Can you believe King Charles is going to make his people pledge to him? He's supposed to pledge to them. This is crazy stuff because we know he's a globalist, but uh, this is their time. And then uh, pray also for the Lord to watch over each of us who responds to the invitation of living waters around the world that uh, are, we have traveling, and God just watches over us. All right? So thank you so much for that. And then, you know, Jesus is worthy of all we have 
have to give. He is trustworthy of our earnest devotion. This world is coming to an end, and he's coming for us soon. If you don't believe it, take a look around, all right? So today, friends, fasten your truth belts as we continue to discuss in the face of coming world order. Believers turn to eternal things. I guess this is part two. So last week, I played several clips showing that the current events are hurtling rapidly towards the beast system, and most of the world is unaware, unconcerned, or maybe they're in on it, right? And I played clips that explain that behind the scenes, the plan of these powerful globalists to destroy the dollar and transition the world to a digital currency, they're all falling into place. They have not stopped since we started talking about this. They're just rapidly moving that way. So you can hear those clips from last week and then how they want to rush us toward the the digital currency and get us all on the digital grid. And, you know, another bank failed this week. So, um, friends, these things are happening, and it's all on purpose. They're scuttling the ship so they can, they can take the booty. Um, and we know that these developments are necessary for the Antichrist system of the globalist economic control that is described in Revelation 13, right? Revelation 13, 16, it says that the beast causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and, any, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And so we know that's the beast system that they want to get us in. They have to pledge to the beast, but don't do it. If you get left behind because you weren't listening, don't take the mark because God won't let you in. So listen to the previous episodes to hear those developments. We also know that the one world government plans, uh, you know, the Great Reset led by the World Economic Forum, they're not isolated uh, to just a few rich nuts. It turns out that the highest levels, uh, the the world's in on this. Um, We've got the UN is in on this. And in fact, the UN arm of the WHO uh, is part of the UN. And the the world is actually using WHO as sort of a, a, a government body to collect all of our um, nations under that body. And so we listened to clips last week about the plans this month to update the uh, International Health Agreement. And without our consent, it's just a bunch of unelected officials going in there on the behalf of every nation in uh, in, in the UN. And they're going to uh, change the International Health Agreement without any fanfare. They're not going to tell us. It's it, The plans are printed, but nobody's talking about it. And they're going to change the, the rules so that every country submits to whatever the WHO says is a health emergency. And so you're going to want to listen to those clips from last week, you know, uh, and all of the power will consolidate into this benevolent sort of, you know, oh, but we're the World Health Organization and we care about you. No, they even are striking out the the commitment to um, to stand by and to stand up for human rights, they're actually taking that out of the previous um, uh, international agreement. So they're taking out all kinds of things. You're going to have to take a look at that. This is happening this month. And when this happens, we will all be in one system and we won't even know it. And Tedros, the guy uh, that's in charge of WHO, he's just the puppet head, you know, the figurehead that uh, that they're going to use him as the excuse. Oh, Tedros says there's a pandemic. Tedros says there's a health crisis, you know, but it's actually the the body behind them that's that's doing this. And he, he's just the front for it. And all these people are in on it because they want to consolidate. And so we know that Biden actually set this 
up. He was integral in those cooperating nations to transition this originally advisory body to a governing body. That's what WHO is about to be. And they're going to be able to have every kind of call on what we should do. And so that's the plan is to strip the nations of borders and human rights and sovereignty and amass power into 10 regions. Remember when we talked about those 10 regions? They already have the 10 regions laid out. And interestingly, the Bible says there will be 10 kings that would come with their power to the Antichrist. And so here we're seeing it all lined up. And that, like I said, even though Tedros isn't the one calling the shots, this agreement will bring us all under the governing body through um, the UN, the WHO, and all these globalists. So as dumb sheep, they distract us with trivial things and infighting, and then they steal the world. But um, they'll tell us that they're helping us. Oh, but it's for it's for the greater good, right? And they offer solutions to problems that they deployed. These are the problems they created. So it's all on purpose. It's going fast. And this WHO agreement literally removes the pledge to protect human rights. It institutes a system for digital health passes and vaccine passports and centralizes all health-related guidelines and regulations for the world. And uh, we've already discussed how this is just a wrap out advancement. They're going to use AI, right? And we talked about how um, Elon Musk is warned several times that AI development needs to be paused before we get to a point of no return, and it ends up ruling us, which he says is coming rapidly. Well, it takes this AI to set up this system. And so we're seeing right now these elitists are locking in the three systems of the Antichrist that will need to run the world, right? Because we know Satan is not omnipresent or omniscient or omnipotent. And so in addition to the humans that he elicits to do his bidding, Satan needs these systems in place in order to mimic God, right? So uh, AI technology to track and monitor every human, so they're locking that in, digital currency and centralized banking to control every human, and centralized government uh, to control every nation. So the Bible prophesied that there would be this centralized system through which the digital tracking and commerce would be run, as we saw in Revelation 18, and we looked at these things that all the uh, that all the nations have drunk from this great Babylon, where all the riches and all the merchants go to. And so, if you read uh, Revelation eighteen, all the kings of the earth are so sad when Babylon has fallen. And remember that it also dealt in the in the souls of men. And so that's how wicked this Babylon system is. And that's where we're heading, right? But God will take care of it. So we know Satan is building his machine for world dominion, as we've discussed in previous episodes. And so we've also got how. Did they, how are they doing this? How are they getting us? They're tearing things down um, by uh, setting up these benevolent systems uh, that they claim they're benevolent. And we know they're actually not if you just pay attention. And I was uh, intrigued by Pastor Jeremiah um, actually last year discussed some of the things that we're seeing right now. And I thought he had an interesting take on socialism. So I'm going to play a clip. If you could go ahead and look at uh, clip one, David Jeremiah's um, on socialism. I didn't know a lot about socialism. I know way more now than I wish I did. Hmm. It is the ideology that I believe will be in place when the Antichrist takes over. He will run a socialistic world. Socialism is everything opposite of what God is. Socialism is anti-God. What we know about it today comes from Karl Marx, who is the originator of the current socialistic ideology. And I don't want to get off on this because I remember when I learned this 
Karl Marx was a hideous man. Really? He was a very evil man. He was a Satanist. He, uh, he's buried in a tomb in London that's reserved for people who worship Satan. That's where he's buried. Wow. Karl Marx and his philosophy is responsible for the death of over 100 million people in a 10-year period of time when communism was ruling. Joseph Stalin, for instance, who was a, an avowed Marxist, killed more people than both the First and the Second World War added together and doubled. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It was communism. It was mm. Marxism. And it's making its inroads into our culture today through a number of ways. People ask me, why are people burning down monuments? Well, Marxism believes that you have to destroy the past to create the future. So if they can get rid of your memory of the good things of the past and wipe the slate clean, they can come in with all of their stuff. So that's part of Marxism. Why are we defunding the police? That's very yeah. interesting. You know, and, and I could go off on that because the five cities that have defunded the police are having the highest murder rates right now that they've ever had in their history. Some of them 50, 60, 70 percent more than before they defunded the police. But why would they do that? Here's why they do it. Marxism wants the city governments to fail so they can federalize them. And then they will have a federal government. So they federalize the police. They federalize education. They federalize health. What is that? It's all get this all together so we can socialize all of this and run it from the top. The poor get poorer and the few people who run it get richer so that the disparity between the rich and the poor isn't helped by this at all. It's made worse. That's what's going on in our culture today. We are in the early stages of socialism. And all I can say to you is this. Remember Venezuela. Mm. Venezuela once had a per capita income that was equal to the, to the British. It was just a little bit under America. And now 94% of the people in Venezuela are living in poverty because communism came in and took it over. They federalized all the oil. They took everything away from the people. That's what happens when socialism takes over. And that's what would happen to America if we allow this to happen to us. We are much worse off when we're under a dictator-type organization and socialism. So it's supposed to help people get, be better, but it doesn't. It makes it worse. But wherever you see socialism at work, you can always know it's, it's going to destroy everything it touches. And that's true. It, it's, it's never succeeded anywhere. We've got socialism light where you've got these really rich countries that dole out a lot of money, but they're not actual socialist countries yet. They're working on it. Um, but we see the takeover of human rights for the greater good. And that's the you know, right. That's communism for the community. Right. You have to subvert individual rights. And that's the way to to tyranny. It always is. They ask you to subvert your own rights. And before you know it, they're tearing everybody's rights away from them. Just look at China and certainly know that. And so this idea of the greater good, they need a crisis in order to enact their plans. And so they need a system in place in order to oversee the transformation. That's why they're leading us towards the tearing down of the American system, which if you haven't noticed, then you're not paying attention. The taking away of our constitutional rights completely undermine their, they're doing things they've never done before. And we're just letting them do it. And uh, this is what COVID was. It was created by the Americans, outsourced to the Chinese lab, unleashed to disrupt the 2020 elections, grab the power back, as we've said many times to install their spiritual coup of America and thereby to run the world. That right? That was the great reset. That's that's what they're saying. Remember, I told you, look up event 201. They practiced it a couple of months before they unleashed it just to make sure they could run it smoothly. So it's it's very intriguing. And uh, by running the world, these are not just men doing this, as we've said many times. This is spiritual. These things are spiritual. It's orchestrated by Satan and his minions. And so I'd like us to pay attention to, I've got another clip from Jonathan Kahn, and I thought it was very interesting. He wrote a book called Return of the Gods, and he was talking about it on Joni Table Talk. And I believe the things he's saying is uh, ring true about what's happening in our culture and how Satan is undermining it through these old demonic uh, gods that we uh, we banished long ago. It's quite insightful. So if we could listen to clip two, please. The Bible speaks about 
gods. It says, and if we were back thousands of years ago, everybody was worshiping gods. There wasn't one place where they weren't worshiping gods. The Bible, though, gives a clue, and it says in Deuteronomy, and it says in Psalm 106, that when they were worshiping these, these gods, actually they were worshiping something in Hebrew called the Shedim. Shedim means the spirits. It means actually they're malevolent spirits. And when this was translated into the New Testament, it, it became the word daimonia. We get the word demonic. When Paul says the pagans are worshiping, they said they're worshiping the daimonia. These are the Shedim. So the first thing is behind the gods are these spirits. The second thing is that the power of God came into the world through Jesus, as you said. And that power basically rid the Roman Empire of these gods. Jupiter, the temples were abandoned, all this. This was a gigantic thing. But if it's if it's basically behind the gods are spirits, that means the spirits were cast out. This is the greatest mass exorcism in human history. So, But the warning, the last thing to know, to understand this, is, is that Jesus gives a warning. He says, if a spirit goes out of a man and it goes wandering the earth looking for a place to dwell, doesn't find it, says, I'm going to go back to my house. Talking about the man. I'm going to go back and I'm going to go back and it looks, it's all empty and swept. So he says, I'm going to bring my friends. So seven others come back. They repossess the house. And Jesus says, the latter state is worse than the beginning. But and everybody thinks this is talking about just a person. But he says, so it will be with this generation. So an entire generation, you have this entire culture, Western civilization that has been exercised. That's what's made the West so, so unique. But the warning is, if we ever empty ourselves of God, mm. the very thing that, that took this out, what's going to happen is these spirits, the same spirits that were cast out in are going to come back to modern times. Mm. He said they come back worse. The only, the only real test case we have that matches it is ancient Israel, because ancient Israel knew God. They were actually, in a sense, they were delivered of the pagan world. They, were, they stood out. But when they started turning away from God, then they turned to these gods. And there was three primary ones. The first one's called... I call it in English, it'd be called the, the possessor. His name means the owner, the master, the Lord. And, we, and in Hebrew, it was Baal. That's how you said it. We call him Baal. But that was, that that was, was the possessor. Second, second one was a, was, a, was a goddess, which is called the Enchantress. And her name in the Bible is Ashtora. But she was also known, she's all over. She's one of the most, she's one of the most prevalent Ishtar, mm -hmm. Aphrodite, all the same one. The goddess, of, well, first of all, well, the third one is called the Destroyer. And we know him as Moloch. And so, and so the first one that always begins is Baal. And when you look at the order, it always says Baal then off in Ashtorah, it's Baal first. He's the one who turns the nation, to, or begins to drive God out of every part of its culture. So in the early 60s, begins this, okay, just let's just open, let's just take God out of here, God out of here. Mm -hmm. That All you need is that open door. So that would be Baal. Yeah, comes so in. he kind of starts opening starts it, the gate. Drives, drives, drives God, in a sense, because we do it, out of the culture. He caused Israel to turn away from the Ten Commandments. Caused America to strike down the Ten That's Commandments. True. Turn Overturning his ways starts the whole paganization in process. It also says he caused Israel to forget God. Well, he's caused America to forget God. So that starts it all. And I, I mentioned, I won't go into detail, but, but I mentioned that the sign of Baal was actually a molten, brazen, bronze bull. Yeah. And if you go to New York City, you'll see the sign of Baal, that molten, bronze bull. That is actually that. They had no idea what they were doing. So, so that then, it's, he's the one, he's like the spirit who says, I'm going to get my friends now. Mm, so the next true. one is the enchantress, the goddess. Now, if you look, she's the goddess of unbridled sexual immorality. She sexualizes a culture. She is a harlot, a prostitute. She is the one, and a prostitute takes sex from marriage, puts it into the culture, sexualizes the culture. Look what happened from the 60s. You have the, yeah. what would you expect? The sexual revolution. Everything is overturning the ways of God. And at the same time, she also weakens marriage because a prostitute weakens marriage. Yeah. So at the same time, we've been watching the destruction of marriage across America. This is her. And I mentioned when we were talking before is that when the Greeks worshipped her, they worshipped her as the sacred prostitute. You know? mm -hmm. And the, the word in Greek for her was porne from wow. which we get the word porn. Wow. She is the inventor of porn. In fact, the pornography means the writings of the prostitute. The first pornography is the writings of her. Wow. And so she literally, and, and I mentioned she also had a, little, a child, a boy named Eros, we get the word erotica from. So, she, so she's the one who seduces a nation and to turn it, they're trying to turn a Christian civilization into a pagan one. She does it through the realm of sexuality. Then the third one is 
is the destroyer. This is the God that causes parents to offer up their own children as sacrifices. Now, you know, we, we say this is horrid, but the problem, look, look at how it went right in order. First Baal, turning, then the sexual revolution, Ashtorah, then what happens at the end of the 60s? We begin offering up our own children, abortion. And remember, Jesus said they come back worse. So Israel killed thousands of children in the valley of Hinnom, thousands of them, but we have killed over 64 million of them. So and this, is the, this is the sin that Israel was judged for, destroyed. You know? so, but the thing is, there's another side to the goddess, which is, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. Because when I looked at this goddess, this Ishtar, this Ashtorah, there's something strange about her. In, her, in the inscriptions, it says, she says, I am a woman, I am a man. It says that she is the goddess. As you turn men into a woman, into women, you turn a woman into a man. Yeah. She is literally the god. She she breaks gender, confuses gender, merges gender. That's why we're seeing it now. And you know, we didn't see it so much at the beginning, early sixties. It was too radical. This is the, once she gets entrenched, we now are dealing with the deeper work of this goddess. So you see, we have let these demons into America little by little until we become the voices that they silence. They're going to silence us, and that's what they're working towards. Satan wants to destroy every good gift that God has given us, and in overturning all truth and justice, he supplants God with his lies, death, and wickedness. Then he enslaves us to finally get what he wants. I will be like the Most High God. And these things are happening rapidly, even though most of the world is ignorant, whether it's willingly or otherwise. And say, as Paul warned in 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, starting in verse 1, but concerning these times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. And so that's what we must do. We must pay attention and not just be lulled into sleep when people are going, "Eh, everything's fine. It's been like this for a while. Things are changing. Okay, no, we need to wake up. And so uh, we talked about the distress that uh, Israel's under. We see all these things lining up. So we've got in Israel, we've got Antifa-style protests funded by George Soros, and they keep continuing. Israel's been experiencing a huge cultural shift in the last decade, especially since Obama sent community organizers to try to thwart the Israeli election and oust Netanyahu, and that didn't really work. But the woke culture stayed, and it's really expanding, and it's tearing down Israel's faith traditions. Iran uh, likely has a nuclear weapon now, and it's aimed at Israel. Their whole goal is to destroy Israel. By the way, have you heard about the dreams and visions that so many Iranians, so many are coming to faith in Iran. There's a great awakening in some parts of the world right now. And so we must pray for Iranians. Many are coming to faith in Isa or Jesus, and we got to pray for them. But uh, they have so much upheaval, and they would love to start a war with Israel, and Israel knows it. And in fact, the whole world is ganging up on Israel right now, especially because the U.S. has turned away. Just as Zechariah said in chapter 12, verse 2, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling until all people round about when they shall be in siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And that day I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone, burdensome stone for all people 
all that burden themselves with it will be cut into pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. And believe me, that's exactly what's happening. The UN puts more uh, sanctions against Israel than any um, human rights violator. China with uh, uh, living organ harvest and, and slaves and all the terrible things they're doing and, and, and all those communist countries. Nope, they always go after Israel. Um, so we know that the judgment for gathering against Israel will likely come in two prophetic stages. So we certainly know that it will. Jesus will judge the armies gathered against Jerusalem when he returns to set up his millennial kingdom. So we know that's going to happen in the future. But first, we're seeing the nations align for the Ezekiel War, which we've talked about, right? Russia, Iran, Turkey, and uh, Sudan, they've all signed um, agreements together. And then they've got their proxies stationed in Syria and Lebanon, and they are going to attack Israel. That's what Ezekiel 38 says. And right now, Israel is under so much pressure, surrounded by threats and aggressions around them, and they don't have a single friend now. Uh, And so Israel is anticipating war any day. And there's war without and war within. And so we know that Israel is God's chosen people. So please pray for the peace of Jerusalem and pray that many come to faith before Jesus takes us home. So again, friends, uh, in addition to this rapid movement to centralize global control, we also have the prophesied phenomenon of the last days that we've talked about. So there's really no doubt because these things are happening rapidly, right? Wars, pestilence, earthquakes, natural phenomenon, a deeply hedonistic culture that's rejecting God here and around the world and a falling away of the church. And so we must recognize these times and turn our hearts toward the eternal things. The world is passing away and the less thereof, as John said. And Paul described a type of cultural lobotomy that's going to happen in the last days. Watch out for it. First Timothy 4.1, he says, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Doesn't that sound like a lobotomy against uh, against natural affections and truth. So, friends, that was actually the church he was referring to. Don't fall for the lies. Don't let this culture in. Don't let it distract you or compromise you from the truth of God. And remember how Second Peter describes what it'll be like in the last days, that there'll be false teachers and false prophets among the people bringing in damnable heresies, right? And that even just like in the days of Lot, that uh, people were groaning and vexing, uh, being vexed with the culture around them. And if, if you're not groaning and vexed right now, please check in with God and find out why. Because these things are pointing to his soon return. And we must turn our hearts uh, from the enticements and lies of this wicked culture. Turn your hearts towards eternal things. Plant the seeds of the gospel wherever you go and prepare those around you for that harvest. He's coming soon, and we're going to talk more about how you can plant the gospel with people. Pray. Start with prayer. Ask God to prepare your heart, prepare your way, and he will open doors. Let him use you. This world's fading away. But uh, we'll talk to you until next time. God bless you all. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. 
Wendy's Words for Him. Her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.